Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing. Recorded at the PW offices in New York City, I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Maddie McDonald. I am the Graphic Novels Review Editor for Publishers Weekly and the Editor-in-Chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com. Check us out on Twitter at, at PW Comics World. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer. And you can find us on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to More to Come on iTunes and on social media. Uh, and by that, I mean Facebook. You're, uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash pwcomicsworld. Okay, this week on More to Come, Black Comics Festivals on two coasts, uh, the Dwayne McDuffie Awards. Uh, once again, of course, the week in Marvel and DC and Spring graphic novels and then the, the news briefs. So. And also a preview of Angolem. Oh, and SHS, a preview of yes. Angolem, where, where I'll be making yes. my first trip uh, ever. So, yes. um, so, Black Comics Festival, um, a, a, very, a, a very welcome and new phenomenon uh, held in conjunction with um, Martin Luther King Day celebrations. Uh, they, as I found out, it actually takes place on two coasts. Uh, we had one here in New York City uh, at the Schomburg Center uh, in Harlem. Uh, that one is called the Black Comics Festival. Uh, the one in San Francisco is called the uh, Black Comics Arts Festival, also held at, I think, the San Francisco Public Library and some other surrounding venues. But um, it's it's uh, co-organized by John Jennings, a, who is a professor at the University of Buffalo, as well as a comics artist himself. And uh, and um, the veteran comics uh, artist uh, strip and all around good guy uh, Jerry Craft of Mama's Boys, uh, and uh, let me tell you uh, once again there's another show in town and people showed up for it. Yeah, you said it, it was, was so mocked. crowded you couldn't even do any interviews there. It was ridiculous. I got there toward the end of the day about four o'clock. Um, everyone tells me the line to get into the thing before it opened snaked around the block. Even after that, when I got there at 4 o'clock, it was just mobbed. I mean, there wasn't a line to get in, but once you got in, very often you were completely gridlocked. I mean, you couldn't move backward wow. and forward. Yeah, I saw some photos, and it looked like it was, you know, New just, York Comic Con there. I mean, yes, literally, yes, it was miniature, just wall-to-wall yes. humanity. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Have now you, the, and you've been in for past years, I right? have been. I went yeah. to the one last year for the mm-hmm. first time. This was the fourth, actually. Yeah. That last year I went to the first time. Now, they have a, an exhibition of original art in the – and a really beautiful – I mean, it's a beautiful building if you've never been to the Schomburg. Uh, they have a, a gallery on the downstairs level, so there was a beautiful exhibition of, of original art from all kinds of artists downstairs, as well as tables you know, for exhibitors snaking through the hall. Then there's another upstairs area also where there were many exhibitors. But, I mean, it was just, it was just mobbed. Um, and people seem to be buying everything in sight. Everyone I talked to said they were sold out of pretty much everything. Uh, I bought a couple of books uh, uh, from John Jennings, who does a terrific book called Kid Code, uh, and he's part of a team called Black Kirby. And, you know, it's it's uh, he he has a come online of Tan Lee presents Black Kirby, uh, and he's got a very Kirby esque style, and it's a really hallucinogenic, uh, hip hop driven comic book that I can barely describe. But really, um, uh, the Concrete Park creator was there, Tony Perrier. Uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the younger guy, I call him young, but he's like 30 <laughs> years old, the Teflon Funk guy who mm-hmm. I've like mentioned a couple of times, yes. he was there, his table was mobbed. He had like a series of variant covers on, on his, he has a mini comic that sort of lays out 
the beginnings of the story. So he was selling those, and he had a lot of Teflon Funk mer- merchandise. Uh, it was really everything you could imagine from, you know, Luke Cage t-shirts to original superhero, black superheroes. Heavily on the superhero tip, you know, there you go. But really, uh, there was programming all day. Uh, Professor Bill Foster was there. Uh, there was much discussion of the return of brother, the Brother Man creators. If those of you who don't know, and I'm, I'm embarrassed because I'm going to forget the creator's name, but I was into this guy. He was one of the earliest <laughs> yes. independent, self-published black superhero comics, Brother Man. Um, uh, I believe it was Sim was the the creator's name it, it really it's a group of brothers a whole family that put this comic out it was great was beautifully illustrated hilarious story um smart and funny uh they seem to all move to texas at some point and i lost track of them but it i get the guy sense, sims guy sims and unfortunately, I was not able to get. He had a he he was being interviewed, and I was not able to get well, into. The, I, I know a lot of the. I wrote a story about this that uh, got tremendous interest. Also, mm-hmm. I mean, there was tremendous interest in the fact that there was tremendous interest yes. <laughs> in uh, the Black Comics Festival. But um, they, they do have a lot of the panels are they were live streamed, yes, and they there's were. a site where the yes, live streams point. are captured. So you know, it, and it's, I believe it's at the Black Comic book festival site or the schomburg center yes. site i'm sorry i don't have the exact yes, so that's they but, must be uh, archived yes they're archived so if anyone is interested in seeing these uh panels uh that you can go to that site yes, and which i'm going to do myself yes and uh I yeah i'm looking panels. at this brother man page it looks amazing uh, actually i just called it up on my little ipad and um looks beautiful so um but it was a great strip but once again this show was also repeated on on the west coast in san francisco and with with really events at multiple places. So this is just going to get bigger. And that means the biggest issue I think that they're going to have to face is the venue is too small. Yeah. Well, uh, isn't that what we always hear yeah. in New York? The venue is always too uh, I, small. Yeah, I mean, it's a great but it's place. it's a good sign. It is. It's a great sign, absolutely. I mean, we've seen that over and over again that um, you have to have reversally a, a mob scene. And people realize, you know... There's demand. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate this because the audience is really building. I can't imagine what it will be like next year. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would assume that the organizers are thinking about this as well. Well, it might get dangerous. It's very exciting really to, to see how uh, just the sense of inclusiveness about comics is like a wildfire. I mean, you guys went to the... Uh, was it the, the? It wasn't called Gay Con. Flame, flame, <laughs> flame, flame Con. Con. Yeah, very close. Flame, 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 flame Con. Yeah, Flame Con last year, and you said the same thing. You know that it was this amazing show, and they they had to move to a bigger venue, and you know we're just seeing massive, massive interest, at least in the New York metropolitan. Well, I mean, area. I, I think we're seeing huge interest among fans mm-hmm. and among you know starting creators and indie creators. And it's really the big publishers who are trying to catch up. Right. Right. That's true. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll have more to say about that actually yes. in a, in a, another segment of the show. Um, just as a uh, another like uh, Martin Luther King Holiday Week announcement, they also uh, announced the uh, Dwayne McDuffie Awards will be presented next month at the Long Beach Comic Expo. Now, I am one of the judges for this. Oh, cool. And uh, as I was last year. And uh, once again... The last year was the first year for this uh, for this award, which is named after Dwayne McDuffie, the the great comics writer, editor, um, you know, and uh, inspiring figure for so many. And the Co-founder award is given. Milestone. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, award is given to um, 
comics that reflect the spirit of diversity that Dwayne exemplified. Last year, we gave it to uh, Nyla Magruder and her webcomic MFK. But uh, this year, uh, there was three times as many submissions. Hmm. So and apparently a third of them were from women, which is awesome. And uh, so, again, just huge interest in this. Great. And, you know, last year, I think we all looked at all of the nominees. And so this year, uh, the judges were, were parsing them out into... Um, and two different, you know, all of us are only looking at a few. So, you know, again, just the interest in this is is immense. So, yeah. Okay. Um, more to come on that. Yeah. Sure. You know, just uh, why don't we talk about, should we talk about Angolim now? Just, uh, yeah, yeah, why don't we jump to Yeah, that was just Angolim um, because, because there was a, some, well, you know, we told you two weeks ago, we were sitting here just rolling our eyes and slapping our thighs and just, the out, we were mm-hmm. just as outraged as we have ever been as a group <laughs> about wow. how the, uh, the Grand Prix nominees, they presented a list of 30, which contained no women, and the festival director of Angolim, Frank Bonan, was just, you know. Just ridiculous. I mean, it was just, he must. <laughs> Love the yeah. taste of his own feet because yeah. he just kept cramming it right in there with all these statements. So after some petulant posturing uh, <laughs> over the list, first they're going to add four women to it, and then they just said, "You know what? Screw you guys. You can all just vote on it yourselves." Now the awards are voted on by authors who are accredited by being published in France. So, so you have to get on a list. Uh, you must have a French publisher who testifies that you are actually published by them in France, and then you will be on this list of creators. So it's been opened up to a lot more worldwide figures, hmm. uh, and the uh, voting was open to anyone. Hmm. So I mean, you could you could nominate anyone. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you could make a couple of different choices. So there was kind of a campaign going on for uh, Claire Bertetche to get a nomination. She's won a big award at Angolan, mm-hmm. but never the Grand Prix. Um, I believe Posey Simmons was also put forth, uh, Linda Barry. So today, the top three were announced. They are Alan Moore, who's been one of the top three many times, Um, Herman Huppen, who is a very famous Belgian cartoonist who, like Alan Moore, doesn't like going anywhere and has refused the award in the past. (laughs) And uh, the third nominee was Claire Wendling. Now, she is a name not known. I have known about her for years. Uh, She she is a woman. She is not mostly known for her comics, although she has done comics. (laughs) She's basically uh, one of the world's greatest concept artists. She Uh worked in animation uh, as um, uh, she worked on Tarzan, she worked on Camelot. Uh, she works on video games mostly now. If you go to any of her website, uh, her work is absolutely astonishingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's literally, you know, they couldn't have p- picked a more accomplished artist, yeah. literally, male, female, yeah. or anything in between. Um, so, uh, anyway, I think that's really cool that, that someone who's really meritorious and, and not, a, you know, not so popular. Now, she lives in Angoulême. So that might be that might be sort of the. Um, That's kind of interesting. Yes, but there's a pretty good chance that uh, apparently she's very private as well. So, so who knows? You might have a one, you know, one of three who's just not even going to be there. I mean, it was Bill. Well, Watterson. she lives in Angolem. Even Bill Watterson might show up if it were in his hometown. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but we don't. We're not sure about that. Now, uh, to me, it's uh, you know, this news broke uh, this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I was the first United States website to report on it. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, but, um, you know, deny women. Every single person on Internet and Facebook is going on and on and on about this for days and days and days. You know, actually nominate a woman? <laughs> well, you know, I have to you say know. that 
<laughs> that <do>? like <laughs> things going the way they should go and the way people think is like what ought to be the status quo is not that much of a story. You're like, oh, that's good. Like everyone took a bath, everyone brushed their teeth, nothing stinky in here. That's not a story. But, but you know, Kate, yeah. I think that the point was that in the whole history of the this award, it's only been won by a woman once, and like but last, it has only not... only a handful of women have ever been nominated. So this isn't exactly the equivalent of taking a bath. Yeah. No. But, it, it, well, it's. I, I mean, mean, it's what people think should should be standard anyway. But I think it'll be a story. If she wins. Well, yes. Well, are there anybody making odds on, on the likely I, I have not seen anything yet. Yeah, and so, yeah. Now, Calvin, you will be uh, – well, but you're not going to be there for the awards. But I'm Jody, not going to be there for awards. Is Jody going to be there? Yes, Jody will be there. Because we need to have someone live tweeting this. This jo- could be Jody an amazing – Jody will be there. She will be take, taking pictures as she, uh, okay. as she uh, uh, always does. Uh, I am going to be um, – it will be my first trip to Anglin, so I will be, you know – a gog and a gape most of the time. You're going like, to be t- toasted because they give you free cognac. Yeah, well, there you go. All Looking the forward to that yeah. as well. Uh, <laughs> or pleasantly I, jolly, Calvin. Right. Pleasantly jolly. There Excuse you me. go. There, there. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, I'm. I'm, I'm uh, also going to be moderating a panel, uh, something called a roundtable, by our good friend Ivanka, who is uh, uh, an agent and rights person, who has organized it. Now, unfortunately, I'm a little fuzzy. I do know that it is going to be about women in comics. Uh, we have two women cartoonists uh, who are going to be on the panel. Uh, from Ireland and Australia. I'm not that familiar with their works. I'm going to be cramming over the next week. Um, I know Ted Adams is going to be on the panel. I'm not going to say too much more because, you know, these things are brought together very often. Yes, the and truth in, in, in convention programming, folks. Yeah. Sometimes this stuff comes together late, and we're sort of putting together both um, the major themes and how they the panel will be conducted, you know, as we speak. So that's just to give you a quick preview. We are going to be on the scene at Angolim. Talking about one of the big issues, obviously, at there. So, um, you'll, we'll, I'll have a further report uh, when I return. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, yes, there you go. Well, well, you know, to be to be continued. But, uh, you know, I think it would be pretty interesting if uh, if uh, Claire Wendling were to. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. it's sort of. I mean, it's sort of sad, of course, that uh, really the 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 world together couldn't come up with a bigger nominating body. I mean, nothing against her. I'm sure she's a fabulous. And who knows, if, if the previous list had had at least one woman on it, would, 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 it, would it have exploded? Well, you know, it would have still been a, exactly, some exactly. questions. It wouldn't but, have been but, the, yeah, the but crazy. I, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I just, I really disagree very strongly with with what Kate was just saying, because I feel like, like, uh, you know, Claire went like this would be as if Alex Toth were nominated. She's really an artist's artist. Yeah. Like, artists mm-hmm. know about her because her work sure. is so amazing. And, you know, to me, this is like, well, last week you were talking about how amazing this, you know, award is and how what an honor it is. And now someone who's been chosen by her peers has been picked. And, you know, let's celebrate this person. Yeah. Well, it should be celebrated. It I'm should just be. Saying, but I'm just saying, well, I, I'm just, the reason why it, it's amazing to me, I mean, I knew this would happen, but it's like, you know, mm. I, I track the internet in live time. You know, I know how the news spreads and who spreads it, Okay. And, like, this just landed, you know. Yeah. I guess everyone was so upset that the Star Wars movie got pushed back. They had no time to, <laughs> well, to think I, you know, about I'll tell the you Star my Wars reaction. movie got pushed back. But. <laughs> then I'll tell you my reaction. While I was I was thrilled to see that there was at least one woman mm-hmm. nominated, you know, I'm, I'm completely unfamiliar with her work. I, I really right. don't know anything. Sure. I read, you know, what I yeah. know about her, I learned from the beat. Right. And, and I was impressed mm-hmm. with the reproductions you put up there. 
but once again, I, I really have no basis. Yeah, right. I do sure, wonder. Sure, I, don't wonder if it, I, I mean, I agree. I agree with that. She is, she's very obscure. No question. Yeah, about I do it. wonder. I mean, we won't know. There's no way of knowing. But I do wonder what the effect would have been had she been someone that the internet comics verse had heard about. Right. Exactly. And somebody who might have had a significant internet presence who was like, hey, look, guys, I got nominated. Like, I think it would have spread more, maybe. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I looked even on, interestingly, on Matt Madden's page, like uh, Jessica Abel, who live in Angoulême as well. And Matt Madden actually said, I live in the same town and I never heard of her. (laughs) So if Matt hasn't heard, yeah. So you know, but there is saying a lot. It's interesting. Interesting. I I do. I do feel there'd be more to come with this. And if nothing else, a really amazing artist is being spotlighted. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So more to come. Yes, more Uh, to come. Uh, So Heidi, we're gonna throw this one to you. Oh, this is Um, the weekend big two. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we talked talked many times. We've we've alluded to. you know what's going on with Marvel and DC? Is this the end of them? Are they going out of business? No, that's not really what we said. But um, you know, it's it's definitely it makes good headlines. It does make good headlines, and I it's it's you know we've been tracking the kind of uh, evolution because they're both evolving quite a bit. And uh, this week, a retailer came out and tweeted a whole, an Irish retailer, actually Big Bang Comics in Dublin, tweeted this whole thing about how uh, well we all know DC's in the in the crapper yeah. we yeah. know that they're okay. having some issues they're having yes. some issues they're and they're issues. trying to dig themselves out by doing things like double shipping their titles and uh doing more harley quinn titles because that was more also on that. more <laughs> which on i that. think is really interesting yes. well you know that's gonna save the farm well you know you go with what people like you <laughs> I mean, go I with have, what they like i like harley quinn yeah. but yeah. just i just think this yeah. is what's saving the farm but uh folks. more on that in a minute <laughs> but um but uh, anyway, he was just saying that also, you know, we haven't talked as much about Marvel, but if you took away Star Wars, Marvel would have been pretty flat last year. And they're mm. all new, all different uh, initiative. This retailer said it's like people are just confused by it. Like maybe they were reading a book and enjoyed it, that it stops and it comes back with an all new, all different number one. And they were like, what is this? I don't know. And they walk away. So, uh, you know, just a lot of questions about that. And then it was also, I mean, the, this week's solicitations came out and uh, it's kind of a little bit more the same. I mean, there is this this other Harley Quinn title, which is going to be a, a gang of Harleys. Yeah. I think well, they've already established a gang. So I, don't, I thought they already had a book. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think it's going to focus on that. But, but I think they're timing it this way. Because the Suicide Squad movie is going to come right. out, uh, and oh, that's a good point. And the trailer just came out. Yeah, that's right. And it's very Harley centric. Yes, and you know, to be fair, uh, DC is getting smarter about things. Like their yeah. PR was really in a disarray for quite a while. Yes. No, no offense to anyone there because they're all great. But, you know, I think it was uh, we're yeah, getting well, the whole re- new crew. Yeah, I mean, even the me- I mean, just from media looking yeah. on, it seemed. But they did. You're right. Yeah. Now they did a really focused launch of that this week because yeah. they not only announced the trailer, you know, announced this new mm-hmm. Harley book, and also announced that their free comic book day would yes. be a Suicide Squad title, right. um, along with which DC Superhero Girls, which also makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and then uh, also, I think which so- incidentally, DC Superhero Girls includes Harley Quinn, even though she's not a superhero. Yes, and even though she's a bad guy because. <laughs> She's aspirational. She's complex. She says she is complex. <laughs> you know, she's created and, to be and complex. Also, and also, uh, comic, comic book superheroes, particularly DC ones, tend not to be particularly humorous. And so if they wanted yeah. wacky fun, I guess they felt they needed to paste Harley on. Yeah. Yes. And the whole demented relationship with the Joker is, you know, up and down. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, 
uh, you know, Harley Quinn. I mean, there's also a lot of Deadpool news this year. And Harley yes. Quinn was definitely promoted yeah. to be the DC's version of Deadpool. And guess what? But, They're both insanely popular. Yeah. Now, speaking of Marvel versus DC, uh, the battle between these two as corporate entities of uh, or emissaries of both D- uh, Disney and Warner Brothers was taken to a whole new level this week when both uh, both oh, companies yeah. had kind of – they weren't out at the same time. But they had dueling infomercials on their respective, like, parent networks. On ABC, which is owned by Disney, there was a one-hour special called Captain America 75 Years where they showed an hour, an hour special about Captain America with his comics. And then, like, the last 20 minutes were an ad for uh, Captain America Civil War, which is coming this spring. Mm -hmm. And then they announced that Steve Rogers is coming back as Captain America. So what about Sam Wilson, Captain America, the diverse Captain America? You know, you can have... Shocked. You can have lots of Captain Americas, I think. You can have lots of wasps. You can have lots Bring of Harley on. Quinns. You can have more. More. But, if somebody, but, if you like what something, then you should just make five copies of it and, and do that because <laughs> more is more. More is more. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're going to do what I and pretty much every fan predicted they're going to do when they made Sam Captain America, which is uh, he'll go back to being Falcon. That'd be my guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, they say they're going to keep his title going for now, but eventually he will be back to being it's Falcon, an like imminent, he is in the movies, a, right? Yes. Right. And, and and like he's been for many many years. Yes. Yeah. And now uh, Warner Brothers countered this. Uh, oh, and by the way, Agent Carter season two. I did yes. not get a chance to watch it, but uh, oh, we should. Has it started? It started? Yeah, yeah, it started last night. Yes. Oh, oh, well, I'll it. watch it on it's instant. It's on in demand. Oh. Don't worry about it. All is. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, it. so. Warner Brothers countered this with their own one-hour special block. First was this uh, half-hour infomercial for uh, for that new show. What's it called? World of Tomorrow? Legends of Tomorrow, Legends which of Tomorrow. I am looking which is, forward to. Now, well, you know what? Let's let's circle back because I want to yeah. know what you think of this. So they had a whole half-hour about these obscure DC characters that are coming to the CW, which is going to have like seven hours a week of DC-themed programming. And, you know, we say Marvel Disney is Three. ruling... Three hours. Wait, but well, okay, but isn't there a total of like there's iZombie, there's going to be Lucifer, there's Gotham, there's uh, no, but there, there's no, Gotham's the f- not on. The- that's right, that's on Fox. You're right. So and they I don't- only have you're right. They only have three hours, and then Supergirl on another network, and all these. So there's total of. Oh, do they have Lucifer? I think Lucifer is going to be on NBC. Well, but anyway, there's going to be a lot of this. It's going to be this alphabet super networks. I have no clue. It is, but I mean, it's an insane amount of programming. And uh, then the last half hour of this super, you know, infomercial battle of the infomercials was uh, about DC's movie slate. It featured Kevin Smith being incredibly enthusiastic with Jeff Johns and asking him questions. We got to see the Suicide Squad trailer. And also some footage of Wonder Woman was shown for the first time. Oh, and geez. also they announced that the Green Lantern Corps is going to be part of the Justice League in the movies. I mean, and it was pretty exciting stuff going on there. Uh, <laughs> if you're like a complete nerd. <laughs> yeah. Which, okay, let's be honest. If you're listening to this podcast or if you're in this room right now, you are a complete nerd. Now, we, that would be the okay, case. Okay, now World of Tomorrow. I mean Legends, Legends of, of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Legends now, of now, Tomorrow. Kate, well, I can okay. tell you. Well, I want to tell you, but I'm just going to say I'm watching this. And it's like, I know they're taking, like, Captain Cold from The Flash and uh, Brandon Ruth, who was a failed Superman, is now back as, who's he playing? The Adam. He's and the he Adam. Was, but how he, can you be Superman and the Adam? Okay. I don't get it. Different, how, different how can you be Johnny Storm and Captain America, too? Or Casey from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so. It's different stuff. timelines. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fluid universe. Okay. All right. So, All right. Now, explain me. Okay, explain I can me. explain. 
So basically, they had all of these wannabe breakout characters on both Arrow and The Flash. Characters that were really had a lot behind them in the comics that fans really enjoyed, but they already had heavily stuffed cats with a million people. Such as? Such as The Atom, who was on Arrow. They had um, the Sarah Lance version of uh, Black Canary, because basically they originally put her on the show... Uh, probably intending, indeed they did kill her off, for her to die and be dead so that Dinah can be Black Canary. But everyone loved her so much, they're like, ah, oh, what the hell, we'll bring you back from the dead. After all, she she hangs out with Rachel Ghoul. it's not that hard. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, resurrection a, is easy. It's a service. If, look, look, if your girlfriend is Rachel Ghoul, Ghoul's daughter, which she was, then yeah, okay. you know. It comes, I guess, it comes yeah. with a package. Anyway, a package, so so you know. there are these characters, uh, you know, Captain Cold, and basically these, a lot of them, oh, most were characters who were very popular on Flash or Arrow, who had potential for being written into stories, but, I mean, they already have a huge cast on both shows. They didn't know what to do with them, so they're like, uh, we got to come up with a con- concept where we can give them their own show. So then they were like, okay, what can we do that we haven't done yet with DC characters? And they're like, oh, I know. What about the whole Rip Hunter time thing? Okay, we're going to cast a char- a, an actor from Doctor Who in order to get the people who like time travel uh, demographic and uh, take fan favorite characters from the other two shows and then give them some kind of time travel plot show but basically they're all fairly interesting characters or at least takes on characters so as long as they don't whitewash them into bland heroes because now they're the leads it could be fun now let me ask you this because i had a real hard time with that but i i had a hard time because i always have a hard time with dc continuity i, I just didn't <laughs> I have you know no clue. i didn't study it as a child <laughs> yeah. so it's not like you know marvel we have a vague idea but anyway uh is this show is is being done by uh, Greg Ber- Berlis- Berlis- Berlanti. Ber- Berlanti, who is the mastermind of, of, of Flash, Green Arrow, Legends Legends of Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Supergirl as well, correct? I'm not sure if he's on Supergirl, but I know that Supergirl and nothing on Supergirl will intersect with anything on the CW. Right, the only in our own fanfic. Right. In our own ma- 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 minds. Okay, so I guess, <laughs> you know, my question to you is, is this butter being spread too thin on this bread i don't know because i think it's going i think they're trying to aim each very consciously at different niches that are filled in comics and different uh urges that comics readers have for television shows so arrow is like the angsty vigilante show okay flash is the happy, fluffy superhero show. Mm-hmm. And then Legends of Tomorrow, I think, is supposed to be, like, the, like, timey-wimey, messing with continuity, going back and forth in time, weird science team show. So it's... Right. Right. It's, it's, it's the... The anything can happen, let's make it as weird as possible show with, like, wacky characters What night and stuff. does it air? 
Thursdays. Will it be have a lead-in that is of similar fabric? I do not know what is on mm. the CW on Thursdays. I just know that I'm going to be watching this. Because I'll tell you one thing. The chances of me ever watching this show are very slim. <laughs> well, but you're not the target demographic. I know, I know I'm not. I'm just saying. I, I will I'm sample one, this show. I will sample it as well. Yeah. I will sample it as well. I, now, Kate, let me ask I you think, this. I think they're pulling people into the show not with the concept but with the characters and actors. It's a spin-off. They're, it's a classic spin-off. They're, yeah, they're they're putting but, in all the fan favorite characters and the ones that aren't characters that are already in this universe are being played by fan favorite actors. Right. Right. So they figure that each all their fans will come watch the show and then maybe they'll stay and sure. spread the word when it So it is to be a good exactly show. what DC Comics is doing by having more Harley Quinns. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's more well, it it's, it's actually what it is is it's what Valiant Comics is doing by giving Faith her own book. Ah, which, incidentally, um, Faith, a.k.a. Zephyr, from Harbinger and a variety of other Valiant Comics over the years, who is a plus-size female superhero, is getting her very own title, and it has already sold out the entire first printing Uh before it has even hit shelves. And so I think they're doing the, hey, uh, they're not doing what you got when you got the uh, million Harley spinoffs. They're doing what you got when you put out the right. first Harley book. Right. right. Sure. Where right. you're like, you like this character or these characters. They've never I had gotcha. a show. Yeah, now they have a show. Way, that's a pure form, obviously, of 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 uh, understanding your audience. Then these other this this proliferation of Harley books. Not like I like Harley, but this proliferation of yeah, books. Yeah, you can it Where you're just kind of you know flooding the market with with sort of imitations of what you think fans want as yeah. opposed to responding to, to well, I real mean, fan demand. Okay, I think if they are coming out with the miniseries instead of double shipping, I am in favor of that <laughs> one or the other. Right. But if they're double shipping and doing the miniseries, then that's just crazy. Well, let me, <laughs> let me, you know, this is very interesting. Now, Valiant books don't sell on the levels that DC books <laughs> no, are they expected, usually do not. They are expected to sell. And uh, even if, if Valiant were selling, some of their books were selling on the levels that even some of uh, DC's lower tier books were selling, mm-hmm. they'd be very happy. Yeah. Now, when Faith was first announced, uh, first off, it has a great cover. It really looks awesome. I mean, I, I you know, I ran it as an ad background no, I ad see it. on my yeah, own, yeah. I, I, I my own site. And, uh, you know, I, 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 it looked great. Okay. I looked at yes, it all the time. It, it looks great. And I, this book has gotten so much more attention than anything Valiant's put out before. And I think... You know, having a diverse main character, uh, everybody's always really liked the fact that Faith was the plus size superheroine who did not, uh, you know, the good girl art not necessarily apply to. Uh, and also Jody Hauser is writing it, who is a female creator. Cool. And, uh, you know, Valiant uh, has been way behind on that. But I'm just saying, it's like I had been talking to people at Valiant and I said, you know, you are getting so much attention for this book. I really want to know how it does. Um they could have printed five copies, so they had to order, you know, six more, and it's a sellout. I mean, so we don't know what the metrics True. are on it yet. But, uh, you know, this book does seem to have, at least among retailers, it could be the Valkyries. I don't I don't know, but it's it, it, yeah. it should be investigated. It should definitely be investigated yeah, well, more. But I also wonder how much is Valiant has often struggled to find a niche. Yes. To find something that they provide that other people do not provide, that fans really want. Mm-hmm. And with faith, maybe, we'll investigate it further when we see the numbers, maybe they've hit a niche. Yes, sure. Yes, you know, or at least they've found, 
you know, the magic, at least I found a way to start reaching people mm. who were outside the yes. core. And this is what I wrote in my piece. And, and it may know, bring people into yes. their... And we've been talking about this all along. I mean, this is not really anything to do with the TV shows because they are obviously quite popular already among a very, you know, diverse audience. But in comics, I mean, I just see this, you know, with the beat. I see this with what I'm reading, what I'm seeing. It's like you just can't go wrong with diversity right now. Oh, this is no. something Absolutely that you, that the audience is so passionate about. And, and it's not even, you know, it's not even like people of one particular... You know, it's not just women who want more women characters. It's yes. like everybody wants yes. more women characters. Yes. They want more women creators. You know, the that it's it's yeah. you know uh, people of color. It's it's everywhere. This is such a huge mm. trend, and uh, you know, I feel like Marvel's been really good with this. We talked about this before. I feel like DC is trying to be good with it, and they you know mean well, and they haven't quite figured out how to. I mean, tap there, there are a lot of critics out there who sort of say that. Yes. The, 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 uh, I mean, I've seen you know a few people sort of charge. Marvel and DC with this just being sort of, uh, you know, superficial. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, in, in terms of their response to what their audience is demanding. Um, but you got to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Uh, when I look around, once again, even in the mainstream, I think I've never seen so many, like, diverse characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, now we, we had a whole other discussion about the creators that were sure. doing these characters. Right. Yes. Uh, and we're not going to let them off the hook for that. I mean, right. that's a no. paycheck diversity as opposed to this diversity of the mind. But um, it, it, you still can't get around it. We seem to be really be in a golden age right now, really a rethinking of how we do this and how we re- how comics relates to its audience. Well, it's really ins- inspiring. I think, in a way, comics is well placed to lead the way because the budget for comics is much lower than for a television yes, series absolutely. or a major movie. It's you're you're risking less. Um, but I think also it's that I mean this is something I hear is that people go you know I'm just. I'm just really tired of seeing the same white boy with daddy issues. Yeah. And I've heard this from men. I think it Absolutely. may be that we're having enough superhero and comic-oriented content out there for people to <laughs> even get tired of any of it mm-hmm. yes. and start to look for some variety Now, now we are seeing flavor. what seems to be a little bit of a, uh, of a blowback. I mean, oh, there's always a blowback. There's always a blowback. There's always going to be blowback. And, um, and these sales that we're talking yes. about, I mean, a lot of this but has I, to do but with I, Yes, but I mm-hmm. want to say that uh, I pointed out in my, in my piece uh, that Phantom Comics in Washington, D.C., which is a very progressive mm-hmm. store that is, you know, part of the Valkyries, mm-hmm. the several Valkyries on staff, and it's very... Uh, you know, it's very much part of this, I, I, you know, just to get a past the mantle. It's the millennial generation, okay? Well, like Calvin and I are, you know, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a boomer. Boomers. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a borderline boomer. Yeah. Like, I used to have my own little generation, but now I'm just mixed in with the boomers. But, uh, you know, the millennials uh, generation has got their own thing. But anyway, they did yes, their... Yes, and there yes, is one in the and room. And here is their, <laughs> yes. here is our millennial. Kate yeah. is our millennial. And uh, so she can speak to this. But uh, anyway, they did their top 10 books of the month and it was uh you know lady thor was at 10 saga was at number one um ms marvel was at number four like the star wars books were in there i mean this was like a laundry list if you Mm -hmm. had said uh you know what is what are these books that are are fresh and and diverse i mean what what are they reading and star Star wars which is uh you know well but on the other hand star wars is more diverse now too it is absolutely uh, they heard that they heard the call too so you know i wonder if some of it is just that uh my generation one 
that neighborhoods and families have gotten a lot more integrated so that even people who are white men are used to hanging out with people who aren't. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's it's less alien to them to see characters who don't look like them on the page because, like, they know people who don't look like I them. I mean, it seems to just been a, a process yeah. That yeah. of, you know, of, of seeing a growing number, I guess, of, of diverse faces in uh, across the media. And, of course, this ongoing discussion. I mean, I really don't think anything happens, like, separate and apart no. from the larger context. We see what's going on with Black Lives Matter. We see, you know, the women's movement, um, you know, gay marriage. Um, uh, all you know, gender identity, changing ideas about it. Yeah, all of this stuff, you know, flows back and forth. I don't every it's all part of the cultural I, conversation. But you know what? I don't think it's even like you know, oh my, the guy that I saw or the person I saw at the deli is, is you know, not like me. I think it's just Twitter. You know, it's <laughs> social media. I mean, it it's really like, does. It is, and I mean, you see, like when it isn't being horrible uh, trolls who drive people off the uh, Twitter. But I mean, you also just start. You know, interacting with and and Facebook and everywhere, you just start seeing people who are expressing themselves in a very natural way, and you know, people accept it. You well, just you have know, to and they're see talking it. about the issues on Twitter, yeah. and they're providing links to articles yeah. they've read, to stuff they've seen. I mean, I do think that yes, you know, you know, people are horrified about you know bullying on Twitter or just the you know you know endless political arguments, yeah. but really. The, what, what's great about Twitter is the ability that it connects you to and, people who have the same ideas, who want to talk, who are excited and, about something, and, and it spreads. And it's not just Twitter. It's no, Tumblr. It's, it's, it's social Facebook. media. It's, it's social, social media. media. Social media, It's absolutely. It's Tumblr. Yeah, it's, it's Facebook. It's, it's Instagram. I, I think, I, and I think yeah. it's not just the accessibility to people who don't live where you live but are interested in the topics you're interested in. I think it's the safety of having that screen in between mm-hmm. you yeah, sure. that allow people to have conversations that, in the, that people don't feel comfortable having in person. That's true, too. And, that, mean, that, yes. and you only need one person having that conversation in a public venue and other people linking and going, look at this, yes. for this other people true. to maybe and I learn mean, a little I'm more. Like the I, bad stuff comes, too, and but I mean, there's a I, lot I of good stuff, I would say, too. just, you know, as someone who's been fired, you know, I can speak most passionately about, uh, you know, the gender issues yeah. in comics, and... Just as someone who's been dealing with this for 30 years, yeah. you know, it used to be like, but women do like superheroes, really. I mean, well, how, how do you prove that? I mean, really? Come on, Heidi. And, you know, now... Yeah. You can prove like, it. Now yes. I can prove it. Now yes. I can prove it. It's like, oh, well, the, you know, it's it's proven. It's proven. <laughs> and it just... I, we've said the same thing. Yes, I know okay. I've said this on the... But it just, you know, it's a wave. Now, Kate, I have one more really important question for you, though. Uh, do you think uh, Legends of Tomorrow will be as good as the Shannara Chronicles? It will be better. <laughs> is that possible? Well, I think it'll. Well, I think you know, it'll fill a very different need. <laughs> well, we'll talk. Alert. You know what? We'll talk about that off 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 air. Because well, let's be big fair. Let's yes. wait until we yeah. actually see an episode right. of Legends yes. of Tomorrow before you immediately put it in the Shannara category. But we love Shannara. Right. That was we a love Shannara. Ar- <laughs> we, irony. No, no, no. no we, we, it's okay. We love Shannara in the. Mystery Science Theater 3000 manner. Yes. Yes, Yes, but at some point, irony becomes genuine. But that's not genuine. But that's not entertaining derision. That's not. That's not irony. It's like it's like the way I love really really cheesy fifties movies. Sometimes you just like the camp. You know. There you go. Anyway, but speaking of marketing to girls and women, I have in my very hands right here a copy of Wonder Woman at Superhero High. Uh, one of the first tie-in books with the whole DC superhero girls. 
uh, line. It's it's coming young, to a bookstore near coming you. Coming to a bookstore near you. Two hundred and forty pages about uh, Wonder Woman coming from Paradise Island to learn to be a superhero. Here you go. Yeah. Well, that's we'll quite see. Next month, we'll, I can't we'll wait to go. We'll look at it for as a National can't Book Award nominee in the fall. Yeah. Hey, you know. <laughs> This is by the same author as Millicent Min, Girl Genius. It could, in fact, be pretty good. All right. There you go. I hear you. All right. And can we... A neat segue right now to spring graphic novels. Oh, yes. Spring graphic novels. Yes. Well, you are our... We did our annual... You are the uh, aggregator. Yes, we did our annual announcements issue, our previews issue for Publishers Weekly, and uh, included our look at comics. Yeah. And uh, number one book... And you've got uh, a top ten. We Uh, do, and uh, that we've talked about is definitely Dan Klaus coming back with Patience. I mean, I think that's probably the most eagerly awaited book, but... um, you know, we also have uh, on here. Um, okay, okay. Let's let's stop for a moment. Is anybody outside of comics? I mean, outside of the people who work in comics, really excited for a Down Clouds book? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> are you joking? No, I, well, I am not. I am not joking. Like I have never met these people. They are no. Yes, they, they exist somewhere. Okay. If you had been to cab, you would. Yeah, you would, you would, but you would I mean, you, you know, sure. Kate. I mean, I, I, I would say now, if there's two cartoonists who are really well known, and I mean, there's actually a lot well, more, but I mean, Klaus and Ware are very well known. Well, I was, like, I was making circles. jokes earlier, and I, I just started reading it, and yeah. you know, I'm and this isn't a spoiler. I'm just saying that he hits new levels of demoralization and despair. Oh yeah, it's incredible. You know, uh, that said. Yes, I was indeed waiting to read this book. Did you get a hard copy of it? No, I've got it. I've got to digital. Okay. okay. No, I thought download. that perhaps he might be the equivalent of one of those writers that literary writers that everyone says they've read and no one's ever no. read. No no, 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 no. The book is no. about time travel. This book is yeah. very accessible, as dark yeah. as it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. But um, I mean, in a lot of ways, his, all of his books are yeah. kind of accessible. You know, I mean, Ghost World. You know. Yeah. But you know, they, well, I wish you could. You know, we need to do this this podcast as a video cast just for Kate. Just for Kate. <laughs> really awesome. But I know. I, I hey, know it's, it's hard safe to, to make explain. faces on radio. No, but for I, the art crowd, it's a really yeah. Well, if you didn't it's like a big big. Well, book. if you're dubious about Dan Clouds, you're going to be ten times as dubious about another book on here uh, by Chester Brown. Mary wept over the feet of Jesus, which is a uh, Brown's own look at uh, how prostitution was dealt with in the Bible, including his own theory that Mary, mother of Jesus, was yeah. herself a well, uh, temple this is brought sex together worker. all of his obsessions. In yes, it is. It's, it's great um, that he's really fo- focusing in on and things. And if anybody read his early, his, the really early, like Yummy Fur, in those books, uh, you'll know he, the, the, they had these incredible Bible stories yes. in them. So this is a return to that. They were incredible stories. I mean, uh, you know, and and not explain. He does it such a straightforward way. It's weird to read underground comics about Jesus. Yeah. So it they're they're pretty irresistible. I'm kind of wait can't wait to see this book. Yeah, here's a question, it's, Calvin. It's pretty crazy. Here's a question. Yeah. If Jesus were around today, would the disciples be writing underground comics about him? Without yeah. a doubt. <laughs> I think we, indeed, would. he might be a comics artist himself. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see some of the other books that we have on here. Is a new book by Lisa Hanawalt, Hot Dog oh, Case yeah. Test, which is a collection of her uh, hilarious comics. Now, some of them have already come out, uh, been serialized. Uh, I, we, I put <clears throat> Fight Club 2 on here. I think that this book has been very well received in the serial form. And when it's all put together in one book, I'm sure it'll get quite a bit of attention. 
Uh, the Art of Charlie Chan Hock Chai is coming yes. out in America finally. Uh, this yeah. book is incredible. I just read it. Oh it's my God, pretty it's incredible, amazing. right? It's I mean, like, it's a masterpiece a of cartooning. It certainly is. I mean, yeah. this is like, a, it came out last year in Malaysia. It's mm. it's uh, Sonny Liu's own history of, of Singapore. And, um, and yes, but he I, does I'm it, actually pretty interested in Singapore. But he so does it as a history of a made-up cartoonist, Charlie Chan, uh, Hak Chai, but he basically creates all the materials it's kind of like that book boilerplate that came on with a robot except it's the history of Singapore yeah, yeah. So you know, I was he, trying um, to figure out what it reminded me of that's yeah. a good point yes um, yes but I mean it's fooled quite a few people because he's drawn I mean Sonny Liu's an amazing artist and he's drawn like all of these these different comics and different styles and, and to... it's also at the same time that there's this amazing history of Singapore it is a history of Singapore through the influence of world comics yes. on this fictional artist. So it's, in some ways, this is a, a tribute to, to Tezuka, to Will Eisner's, to... Okay, now um, I want to read it. To, to Tetsu. Uh, I want to read it. Yeah, I think it's yeah. definitely like Tatsumi to, uh, as well. Like to walk to the uh, Pogo guy. Let me know when a copy comes it's, to the office. It's, uh, yeah. There were a bunch of galleys around. I don't know if they're here anymore, but it's, it's really quite amazing um, what he's done. I mean... And at the same time, it is a really detailed and apparently, um, ups, you know, annoying history of Singapore, yes, it, it's Singapore so, politics it's, to the Singapore government. Yes, apparently they. Could it's got, not hard to annoy the Singapore no, government. It got a big government grant at first, and then when they actually read the book, they tried to <laughs> take the grant back. Yes, so, yeah. uh, anyway, but this is a really great book. Yes. Uh, very, really good. Uh, you know, we have also. Paper Girls number one I put on here uh, Brian yeah, K. Vaughn's new, wanna... uh, new book about some feisty KV. paper girls incidentally Paper yeah. Girls one is included in the uh, new image bundle on Humble Bundle yes oh. that's right that's right oh, uh, <laughs> let's see other books that are out here Cousin Joseph by Jules Pfeiffer this is the second oh, yes. in his trilogy yes. of books um, Good Night Pun Pun by Inio Asano uh, the, the king of kind of indie manga yes, this yes. is one of his most controversial oh, books much uh, Kramer Zergit number nine, the lightest in the long running indie uh, anthology. I haven't seen series. it in a few years. Yeah, so this is the return uh, of Kramer Gar- Zergo. Guardians of the Louvre by Jiro Taniguchi. I mean, another great mm-hmm. cartoonist. Anything yes. Taniguchi does is top ten by as far as I'm concerned. And uh, yeah, that's it. And then there's a whole bunch of other books. I mean, I could go on and on here about some of the other ones, but you know, it's up on the website. Yeah, so check go it ahead, out. take a look. Publishersweekly.com uh, slash comics. Yeah, you know, I'd like to draw attention. One thing I want to point out here is that that there's a really a lot of very strong manga coming out. Uh, you know, in addition to uh, the new book by Asano, there's a new one by uh, Takeo Obata, the Death Note guy. There's another one by um, by the Vampire Knight creator. Uh, it's called Shuriken and Pleats. Uh, there is a lot of oh, very... Oh, and can I mention yes. Stonebridge Press is doing the Osama Tezuka story, A Life in Manga and Anime. It is a, like, 900-page... Graphic yes. biography of the god of manga, um, and translated by Frederick L. Schott, the, the the manga dude. So this is coming, I think, in, in July. So this is going to be an event book. Yeah, and another, just another one. Her name is uh, Princess Jellyfish by Akiko Higashimura, uh, which is another smash in Japan. That's about a bunch of girl geeks who live in uh, the uh, in a safe space for girl geeks and uh, they go out and they have adventures and so it's kind of like Paper Girls actually only it's it's a manga so yeah cool. a lot of really really good books coming out and uh, yeah looks like 2016 is going to be a good year as well cool cool okay news briefs 
So, it is now time for the briefs. Speaking of the image bundle, uh, HumbleBundle.com, which we have mentioned before on this program, is having a very special bundle for image comics. And this time around, they're having their first issues of pretty much all their big new titles available to you as like a starter pack. Um, And furthermore, if you sign up for free, you will get like a whole bunch of number ones free as well. But if you pay what you will, whatever low price you want, you get Black Magic 1, Monstrous 1, uh, Paper Girls, Plutona, The Goddamned, Saints, Huck, I Hate Fairy Land, Tokyo Ghost, Injection, Ringside, Pretty Deadly, Limbo, awesome and Citizen deal. Jack. Uh, and, you know, that's, you could you could put down like a dollar or something and get all that. Right. It's a great deal. Plus, you can also uh, give part of whatever your donation is to the charity of your choice. It's a really great way to well, get Well, actually, some... the charity of their choice, Char- which is the Human Rights Campaign. But oh, yeah. Still. Usually they have – usually they offer multiple charities, but but but, I, but you may be – they may that's have the only one a special one in this one in this case. But it's a great deal for every, for everyone involved. Right. And yes. if you do more, then you can get like the latest volumes of Saga, which are huge bestsellers, and Phonogram and Bitch Planet and all kinds of things. Very good deal. And, you know, by the way, if you never want to do anything ever again in your life, the other Humble Bundle going on right now – for Sid Meier's Civilization. For about <laughs> 20 bucks, you can get every version of Civilization. So if you're stuck in a Sid, hospital bed somewhere yes, and or, you need something to or do. Or Matt Damon trapped on Mars, uh, this is the humble bundle for you because you will never do anything ever again. <laughs> there you Guess go. Guess which one I bought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. And Prism Comics which is an uh, organization promoting uh, LGBT comics and LGBT comic content, is having its annual grant coming out this year. They say that they do not discriminate against um, sexually explicit works, but they do warn that they judge upon plot. So, <laughs> so you may be at a disadvantage if you don't have one. Not just monstrous. Body parts. <laughs> yeah. And in any event, um, Google Prism Comics Grant, you'll find it online, and you have about a month for you to get in your your proposal about why your comic should have their funding grant. And that brings us to the close this week, but there will be... More? Two? Come. 